Well, Purim has come, but it hasn't gone. It arrived in the middle of the week, and we set aside this weekend to gather together and to remember. I hope that you took time to read, as is the tradition, the book of Esther. And if you didn't, then uh, take time this weekend and read it to yourself and read it to your family as well. It's a wonderful story about God's deliverance, his power, and his, his graciousness towards us. And uh, I, was, I was looking at the story again with fresh eyes, and I, I remembered you know, this thought that God used a Jewish beauty queen to rescue the Jewish people from genocide. And not only was she a beauty queen, but she was also an orphan. And not only was she an orphan, but she was a member of a minority group, the Jewish people, a minority group that was uh, in such a condition in that country that she wanted to hide who she was. And if you can imagine having some, some aspect about your own being that you don't want other people to know, not because there's anything bad about it, but because of the prejudices and the discrimination that other people will show to you. Uh, then you can understand some of the challenges. But it just shows us something that, that God knows how to rescue and he knows who to use and how to put them in a position. When I was reading this uh, Megillah, the scroll, actually I didn't read it from the scroll, I read it from pages. But one of the things that really caught my attention was was how Esther Hadassah first said no when she was asked to stand up for the Jewish people and to put her own self at risk. And you can read this in the book of Esther chapter four. And follow along with me. This is after there's been a decree from Haman. Yeah, and if you're new to uh, the Jewish world, booing Haman is a tradition. So <laughs> I remember we had some friends who had no experience in the Jewish world and they came to a Purim event and there was all this booing going on while I was speaking. And they thought, don't they like you? I said, no, no, it's not about me. <laughs> so Esther, Esther took note. I have limited time, so I'm gonna rush anyway. <laughs> Esther took note of what was going on around her and she saw, she observed, but she didn't know why so many people were in mourning and they were weeping out loud and why the Jewish people were in that condition and um, why they were fasting and weeping and wailing, it says. And many actually lay in sackcloth and ashes. So verse four, chapter four, verse four. Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her and the queen was deeply distressed. And so she sent garments to clothe Mordecai yeah. and to take his sackcloth away from him, but he wouldn't accept them. 
She wanted him to change his clothes and come out of the clothes of mourning. And then Esther called Hatach, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her. And she gave him a command concerning Mordechai. To, to, I'm going to go fast. To learn what and why this was. And so Hatach went out to Mordechai to, in, in the city square that was in front of the king's gate. And Mordechai told him that all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasures to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was given, to Shush, given at Shushan. I'm having to read without my glasses on because I brought a Bible with the really small print and, and my, longs, my, longs, my arms aren't long enough to hold it with my glasses. So bear with me yeah. to explain it all to her that he might command her to go into the king to make supplication to him and plead before him for her people. So Hatach returned and told Esther the words of Mordechai. Yeah. So the uncle told the queen <laughs> that she needed to go to the king and appeal for their preservation. And Esther spoke to Hatach and gave him a command for Mordechai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces, this, these are her words, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordechai Esther's words. Hey, hey. Okay. So Mordechai tells Esther what to do. And Esther says, everybody knows you can't do this. If I do this, I put my life at risk because he hasn't called me, not in a month. That sounds like a no, doesn't it? You're right. It was a no. So Esther said no to Mordechai. <laughs> Verse 13, and Mordechai told them to take this answer to Esther. <laughs> Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's not because of your beauty. It's not so that you could have prestige or honor. God positioned you for a purpose. That's what Mordecai said to her. Yay, Mordecai. So Esther's first response was no. And Mordecai heard that and sent these words. And here's Esther's second response. Verse 15, Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. 
neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. And that reminded me of a story Yeshua told. Do you remember this story? It was about a father who had two sons. And he said to the two boys, go and work in the field. And one of them said, sure, dad. He said, yes, very quickly. But after his father was gone, he thought about it and changed his mind and never went to work. But the other one, when his dad said, go work, he said, no, not going to do it. And after his father left, he thought about it some more. And he changed his mind, and he decided he would do it. And so his no became a yes. And then Yeshua asked this question, simple question. He doesn't ask the question, who had the best attitude? He doesn't ask who had the first response that was right. He asked another question, who did the work of the Father? And the answer is the one who said no and changed his mind. And so it was with Esther. Do you see this? She said no. And so it is with you and me. We have this battle inside of us to do what's comfortable and convenient and not at risk for ourselves. And we will say no to the things sometimes that God calls us to do. But at Purim, we're to remember not only Esther and not only Mordechai, but our human tendency to struggle with acts of faith. Acts of faith are not necessarily glorious. Sometimes they cost you everything. And sometimes you will be unrecognized. But an act of faith is anything you do that is a yes to God. Because faith includes faithfulness. And do you remember what, what the scripture said about King Saul, that God desires obedience more than sacrifice? Some people try to make a deal with God. Well, I'll do this really hard thing that will cost me a lot, but I don't want to do what you said to do. But the Lord is looking for people like Esther, who may say no, but who think about it and then say yes. And I don't know about your personality, I don't know about your responses, and I don't know about the assignments God is trying to give to you, but if you can identify yourself with Esther during this season, it can get you somewhere. Because in that identification and in, in recognizing I'm a person that says no sometimes as a first response, how many can relate to that? Okay, all of us who can relate to it. Let's stand up together. We'll pray for the people who can't recognize it. No, we won't. We're going to pray for ourselves because there's no shame in that first response. The question is, do we reconsider and what do we ultimately do? Lord, here we are. We're standing in front of you and we're taking notice that you used a woman who said no and then said yes to rescue our people. And we thank you for Esther. We thank you for that son in the story Yeshua told, who also said no, but changed his mind. 
because through them we learn something about ourselves. And we pray, Lord, that even regarding the things we've said no about, that you want us to say yes, we would think carefully. And we would open our hearts during this season. As we go from Purim to Passover, as we're in this time of transition, that we would be open to you so that when you call us and you want to act and you want to use us, that we would be ready to act too. Let it be, Lord, that we learn from Purim, we learn from Pesach, how important it is to find people who will think carefully, who will take the time, even after a no, to say yes to you. Use us, Lord, in this time of celebration, we pray in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 All right, we're moving next door. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. Go to the Shalom Center. Don't go somewhere else. 